Hey family, it's Pastor Travis, and I am so excited about this week's message. Listen, you need to turn up your phone, your car, however you're listening, because it's about to go down. I pray today you are inspired and that your faith is increased. If you want to partner with the awesome vision of Forward City Church, go now to forwardcity.tv slash give to get involved. Hey, I love you. Remember, your past is gone, your future is waiting, so prepare to move forward. Joshua 1, Joshua 1. I'm excited about this word, man. It's our custom here at Forest City to stand for the reading of God's word. I'm going to be real quick. It's only, I'm only going to read 55 verses. Um, be quick. It's going to be quick. And before I read this, can y'all help me honor uh, my amazing, wonderful, anointed wife, Dr. Jackie. I love you so much. She holds it all down. Let me thank God for her, man. And that's why it's important. It's important single people, all the single people in the room, all the single people in the room. Hey, it's important that you marry the right one. I made a lot of mistakes. Jackie ain't one of them. You got to marry the right one, man. I'm telling you, you got to marry the right one. I hate when I'm, I'm hanging with friends and they married the wrong one. And they be telling me stuff I can't relate to. I'd be like, dang. Sorry, man. Whoop, you're stuck now. I'm getting Joshua 1. <laughs> Joshua 1. I'm so glad. The day that she asked me to be her husband was <laughs> after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. The Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses is aid. Moses, my servant, is dead. Hey, whenever God is speaking, you probably want to pay attention. Because he don't waste anything. He don't waste oil. He don't waste harvest. And he don't waste words. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, all these people, all these people. Hey, what God is about to do in your life is going to be so massive that everybody connected to you. That one for everybody. I said, well, for God about to do in your life going to be so massive that all the people connected to you. You can't just read the Bible. You got to read the Bible. You and all these people. I about got stuck right there. Get ready. That's something else to underline. Get ready. 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 The worst thing that can happen is an unprepared person make it to a prepared place. Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. Here we go. Verse 3. I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses, I will give you every place. I feel a grace today for those who are called to real estate and those who are called to more territory and for entrepreneurs and for dreamers and for visionaries. I will give you every place. There's somebody in here who's grateful for the place that you're staying at, but you're believing God for something bigger. I will give you every place. I'm going to keep fishing until I catch somebody. I'm going to give you every place. Where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. I have a very specific word today. I've been praying 
And I felt like the Lord wants to release you from the obligation of apologizing for the grace on your life. He told me to tell you that your apology will not be accepted in this next season. I want to preach a message for the next few minutes. Sorry, not sorry. Do me a favor, tell somebody, sorry, not sorry. Lord Jesus, breathe on your word. We're here for you. We give you praise in advance for what you're going to do. Speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're excited about the word of God, give them a praise on your way down. Sorry, not sorry. You're about to walk, and this is a very prophetic message. You're about to walk in a level of favor that you don't have time to explain to people. Something happened this week. The temperature shifted radically, and all Jeep owners are weathermen. We have to check the weather to see what's going on. And I saw that one day it was 96 degrees, and it said that the next day it will be 77. And I turned to my wife. I said, babe, that's almost 20 degrees. The weather's shifting that much? And I felt like the Lord was trying to say something here, that what's happening on the outside is symbolic of what's happening in the supernatural realm, that there are about to be some things in your life that's going to shift suddenly. It's going to happen so fast that you can't apologize for what God is doing in your life. Now, the Bible says God told Joshua, every place your feet touch is yours. Every place your feet touch is yours. Now, if this is true, do you know how much time Joshua would have wasted had he had to give a disclaimer for every new territory that he possessed, for every step that he took? What was happening was as soon as he took the step, God was opening the door. God says, all you have to do is show up. Do that for me. Tell somebody, you got to show up. He says the blessing now is not just going to fall on your lap. The promise is not just going to fall on your lap. You got to show up up. And if you show up, it is yours. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, the enemy has been desperately trying to keep you out of territories. He's been trying to keep you away from new places, and he'll use anything that he can. He'll use a professor to do it. He'll use a landlord to do it. He'll use a supervisor to do it. He'll use test scores to do it. He'll use a credit report to do it. He'll use your criminal record to do it, to try to keep you out of new territory. Here's why. Because he knows when you show up, not only are you going to show up but you're going to dominate. And I came to speak strength to somebody's feet today. Somebody came up in here weary and tired. You had to crawl in, but you're about to run out. Because I got a prophetic word just for you. It's something you should get a tattoo for. And what I came to tell you is that God's about to show out where you show up. Uh, you didn't hear what I just said. I said God is about to show out in the place that you show up. Do me a favor, lean on your neighbor like you in the Pilgrim Baptist Church and tell him you just got to show up, cuz. You just got to show up because when you show up you are going to dominate you are going to dominate say that word with me dominate did you know in Genesis 128 was God's first time speaking to man and he said something they're going to happen on the screen but I'm going to paraphrase it God speaks to man for the very first time in Genesis 128 and he tells him he says hey be fruitful he tells him be fruitful multiply and he tells him have dominion be fruitful multiply and have dominion this word dominion ladies and gentlemen literally means to dominate and so God's very first command to mankind is to dominate I wrestled with this message a lot because I did not want to come across sounding narcissistic, nor did I want to promote entitlement. But the Lord told me to release you and to call you up because your problem is not actually arrogance, it's awareness. Yeah. 
Tell somebody, get to know yourself. Get to know yourself. See, if we really knew who we were, you wouldn't settle. If we really knew who we were, we would prioritize prayer. If we really knew who we were, we would expect more, not less. If we really knew who we were, we would stop making excuses. We would, we would have humility as our natural tendency. If we really knew who we were. And so the devil has been working overtime since you were little in nursery school, trying to talk you out of who you really are. There's a biblical movie with a prophet named Rafiki. And he takes Simba to the water. That's your problem. You got to go back to the water. Some of y'all, it's been too long since you've been dipped. You got to go back to the water. And he takes Simba to the water. Simba was tripling. He was eating bugs and hanging out with Pumba and Timon. You got too many Pumbas and Timons in your life. He took him to the water. He said, look in the water. And he stepped in the water, and the water was cold. Chilled his body. Y'all just old school for no reason. Y'all just ready to shout about anything. And Rafiki said, Simba, remember who you are. And when he looked in, he saw a reflection of his daddy. And see, this is your problem. This is your problem. This is your problem. The reason you don't know yourself is because you really don't know him. Mm. And this is why the enemy has trying to been keeping you from a place of worship. Because when I worship, I'm not just crying. I'm not just lifting my hands. But I'm getting a glimpse of who my daddy is. And when I see him rightly, I can see myself rightly. The only reason you're settling for people who are beneath you is because you haven't seen him in a long time. But when you know your daddy is a king, you can't just hang with peasants. Who am I talking to? You ain't just calling, you ain't just signing up for anybody who give you a compliment when you know you really a princess. You gotta call some people up and say, nah, 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 if you're not on my level, I can't just, just because we go to Applebee's, don't mean you can get none. I ain't free. And so, God is calling us to get a better glimpse of him. Because you'll never know yourself until you know God. This is why he fights us to stay away from worship. And this is why he fights us to stay out of his word. See, Dr. Jackie was Dr. Jackie before she was Dr. Jackie. She knew him. So even 15 years ago, I couldn't just roll up like I used to roll up on everybody else. This is a true story. I was like, yo, yo, I'm coming to town. You want to go out to eat? She was like, I need to check with daddy. What? She's like, oh, that's what I call him. I got I to gotta pray and ask God if we can. Well, I pray too. I'm a man of God. But I had to roll up correct because she had her eyes on him before she had her eyes on me. Ooh, I don't want to step on nobody's toes. Nah, do it for the vine. I ain't going to do it. Nope, nope, nope. I ain't going to do it. 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 
Just tell somebody, keep your eyes on them. You get the point. You get my drift. Keep your eyes on them. God is unpredictable, yet he is a God of patterns. He's unpredictable because he reserves the right to do what he wants to, when he wants to, how he wants to, where he wants to, because he answers to no one but himself. But if you study his tendencies, you'll notice certain patterns. You'll notice that oftentimes God does things before he does things. I call it the move before the move. Tell somebody there's a move before the move. So before God opens a new chapter, whether you like it or not, he'll close the current chapter you're in. (laughs) The chapter that you're comfortable in. The chapter that you're familiar with. The chapter that you find security in. Come on, you know he's a bum, but at least you got somebody to hold you so you're comfortable. And the Bible says, now that Moses is dead, get ready to cross. Now, to really understand this, you got to turn one page to the left, Deuteronomy 34. This describes the death of Moses. I'm going to read it for you so you know I'm not making it up. Verse 7 says Moses was 120 years old when he died. Yet his eyes were not weak, nor his strength gone. Israelites grieved for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. 30 days, that's all you're going to get, Moses. Until the time of weeping and mourning was over. Now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. So the Israelites listened to him and did what the Lord had commanded Moses. Now, I hope you didn't miss it. In Moses' obituary, it literally says that Moses died healthy. There was no IV. They didn't call the family in. There weren't no tubes. They didn't try to resuscitate him. Homie was healthy. Vision there. 120 strength there. And yet he died. I was reading the Bible and I asked the book questions. I said, God, why was it so important to you to let us know the predicament of Moses when he took his last breath? God says, Travis, because I'm trying to show you something, that whenever I'm about to transition, I will call an end to something that may not seem broken to you. Uh, there was nothing wrong with Moses. He went up to the mountain and God ended it. This reveals, ladies and gentlemen, that whenever God has progression or acceleration on his mind, he'll start ending things that you thought you needed. Can you trust God to bother the stuff that's working? I know you trust him when it ain't working. I know you cry when it's falling apart. But can you trust him to walk away from the relationship that seems like it's all together, but God says that ain't yours? It's quiet on this side. Let me come over here. Can can you trust him to resign on a job that just gave you a promotion? Oh, it's quiet. It's quiet. College students, can you trust him to change your major when the major you're in is actually easy for you? 
<laughs> it's the move before the move. It's when God starts bothering things that, that, you, that you don't really want him bothering. It's because he's interested in you moving forward. Because everybody shouts about elevation, but there's always separation before elevation. Everybody always shouts about the next level, but there's always a shift before the lift. Mm. Before God is about to take you up, he starts taking away things. Come on up in here. Who am I preaching to? God is interested in getting you in a new season. A new season. Say that with me. New season. New season. New season. New season. New season. I'm going to keep telling this story till the day I die because it is so prophetic what fall is all about. September 22nd, my favorite season of the year, fall. Fall. And fall is fall because leaves fall from trees. And leaves fall from trees. Because the leaves that gave the trees nutrients and energy in summer, if the, if the trees take the leaves with it into winter, the same leaves will take life from it. And so trees every year preach to us. And they say, before you go into your new season, you got to let go of things that you needed and that you thought was good for you in the previous season. What nothing wrong with your boo thing? They were just leaves. And God is trying to convince you to leave the leaves alone because he's about to take, and you wonder why you're in a new place and stuff that used to work ain't working no more. You wonder why you're in a new place and it just feels different. This used to work for you. That used to work for you, but now it's taken from you. It's because God is trying to extract some things from you in order to shift you into your new season. Do me a favor, tell somebody it's a new season. And until you can trust God with that, he can't trust you with this. And so Moses shifted out so Joshua could shift in. But that ain't the crazy part about fall. The crazy part about fall is that the name fall is actually a new name. That just happened in the 1600s. Jesus never called fall, fall. The season was always known as harvest. And what the devil has been trying to do is keep your eyes on stuff God has taken. So that you'll lack focus on the things that God is adding. Homie, this is the best time to shout when God starts taking stuff for you because he's shining you up for harvest. I don't need everybody. Give me 15 people and a 12-year-old that'll clap your hands and act like you know what season you're in. Shout out your boy. I'm in harvest season. This is when God takes what the enemy meant for evil and turns it for my good. Harvest season. It's when God takes what I've given, press it down, shake it together, and run it. It's harvest season. And the enemy is trying to talk you out of the promises of God because you're in the best season of your life. It's harvest time. It's not about what's lost. It's about how God is about to show out where you show up. It's harvest time, it's harvest time, it's harvest time. Here's somebody tell them it's harvest time, it's harvest time, it's harvest time, it's harvest time. It's harvest time, it's harvest time, it's harvest time, it's harvest time. It's harvest time, it's harvest time, it's harvest time, it's harvest time. It's harvest time, it's harvest time, it's harvest time, it's harvest time. You crying and you don't recognize that it's harvest time. It's harvest time. Whatever, woo! I gotta leave this alone, man. Just felt this in my left kneecap. I had to encourage my friend with this the other day. I FaceTimed him. He'd been going through some stuff. And I said, bro, whenever God is taking something out, 
It's because she's trying to make space for the right thing. The Bible says Jesus' family was traveling. And they was trying to knock on hotel doors. Red Roof wouldn't even let them in. La Quinta wouldn't let them in. You know it's bad when La Quinta won't let you in. He wasn't even bougie. He wasn't trying to get the rich. La Quinta. And I said, there's no room in the end. This will preach to us that, that there are times when God wants to birth new things. The question is not what he's trying to get into the earth. The question is, do you have any space for what he wants to birth? Ah. Uh, and we come in here and we shout, but the truth of the matter is there's no vacancy. Because you're like me. You're a hoarder of what used to work. Of, uh, of who used to work. This the way my mom and daddy did it. This how we going to do it. And now you're the only one in your church because you won't let go of old traditions that won't. And God's trying to get harvest to you. But until you can trust him with this, he can't trust you with that. And the Bible says Joshua was filled with wisdom because Moses laid his hands on him. I hope you didn't miss that. Moses laid his hands on him. Joshua didn't lay hands on himself. He didn't apply for it. He didn't audition for it. He didn't ask for it. Because when you're called to greatness, the oil will find you. This ain't for everybody. Lean over and tell somebody, oil is looking for you. Oil is looking for you. Moses laid his hands on him. Moses laid his hands on him. And Moses was a big deal. This is big deal, Moses. Ten plagues, Moses. Ten commandments, Moses. Burning bush, Moses. Veil over your face because you've been in the glory, Moses. This is meet with God face to face, Moses we're talking about. This is Moses. Moses laid his hands on him. And Moses had a story. Do you know what the name Moses means? It means drawn from water. Because when Moses' mama gave birth to him, Pharaoh wanted to kill him. So she put him out on the Nile River. Pharaoh's daughter found Moses. They employed the mama to nurse Moses because the devil always got to pay you back for what he stole. <laughs> and Pharaoh's daughter gave him an Egyptian name. She didn't know it was prophetic. That thing just hit me in my spine. Boy, be careful what you call me. You think you all that. Listen, you being prophetic. Be careful what you call me. Oh, you just grand now. Be careful. I ain't asking for it. You just, you prophesying without knowing it. Be careful. She said, she said we're going to call him Moses. The name Moses means drawn from water. Drawn out of water. This name is prophetic because 80 years later, Moses will lead 2 million Israelites through the Red Sea. And so God drew him out of what he was called to guide other people through. Tell your name and be careful what you call me. And this is why God had to draw you out of what you came out of. Mm. 
You keep looking back on your history, holding your head down. You keep having regret over what God delivered you from. No, ma'am, no, sir. You need to lift up your hand and thank God that he pulled you out of it because what he delivered you from, you're called to deliver other people through. There are books on the inside of you because of what you've overcome. As a matter of fact, what you overcome is assigned to the oil on your life. You had to go through that so you can guide other people through it. Moses was drawn from water. Well, it's not Joshua's story. Joshua wasn't drawn for water. Joshua from the mud. Joshua was a slave. And the Bible says in Exodus that the Pharaoh made them build bricks. <laughs> so he was a brick maker. That's Joshua's story. Joshua didn't just come from nowhere. The most insulting compliment you can ever receive from somebody is that, oh, you just came out of nowhere. I remember when God started kind of putting my music out, and I remember I'll show up places and folks be like, man, you just came out of nowhere. Every time somebody said that, I wanted to slap them. Here's why. <laughs> they didn't mean no harm. But, man, you don't know how many times I wanted to kill myself, but my mama prayed for me. You don't know how many not yet and you're not ready I received on my way up you don't know how many sleepless nights because the all only comes through process tell somebody I've been processed I've been I've been processed I've been processed it doesn't magically appear the anointing comes through process and this is Joshua's story he didn't just come from nowhere but when it was time God promoted him he never had to advertise himself God promoted him can I tell you the best marketing tool you can have is the Holy Spirit. All Joshua did was remain content in the tent. He just remained disciplined. He remained true to what God called him to. He was consistent. And here they are after crossing the Jordan. God gives an instruction. You can't miss this series, man. We've been preaching about Joshua. If you missed it, go back to Facebook, YouTube, podcast. You got to catch up because I want to make you a vet on Joshua. Anytime you hear the name Joshua, you're going to be ready to preach from now on, Daniel. The cross of the Jordan, God gives them an instruction to be circumcised at Gilgal. Cut at Gilgal. Because God's not looking for performers, he's looking for producers. And this is why he comes after the hidden places. This is why God has been bothering you and cutting because he only prunes anything that he sees has the potential for multiplication. My God, if God is bothering you, that's because he's requiring more fruit of you. And now they were ready for Jericho's wall. Joshua 6. Joshua 6. The Bible says they marched around the wall 13 times. One time for six days, seven times on the seventh day. 13 times. The only problem... You got to hear what God showed me. The only problem, y'all ready for this, was that as they were walking, their anointed feet were limited. Now, you read Joshua 1, that wherever your feet touch belongs to you. This is why when their foot touched the Jordan, it opened up. Because wherever their feet touch belongs to them. But yet, now they have Jericho and their feet can't get into the territory. I asked the book questions. I said, God, well, how are they going to get the territory if their feet can't get to it? The promise is that if their feet touch it, it'll get to them. And the Lord spoke to me, y'all, and I almost threw my Bible. Because I understand something about this wall. This wall is 12 feet high, 6 feet wide. You're not getting through this wall. There was no way for their feet to claim the territory that God spoke to them. And God spoke to me. I said, God, how did they get the land if their feet couldn't touch it? 
He said, because Travis, where the feet couldn't reach, the sound did. This ain't for everybody. This ain't for everybody. I came to preach to 50 people who got a worship on the inside of your belly. That even when you can't get there, your sound will fight for you. Oh my God. And the reason they marched around the wall is so the sound could penetrate the wall. Come on here. Tell somebody, I got a sound inside of me. I got a praise inside of me. Your greatest weapon is your sound. And I'm reading, and the Bible says, the Bible says, this is interesting. God did not command them to whisper at the wall. That's your problem. You, you know, when you whisper, you're cute. And you want to know how somebody really look, look at them when they sneeze. Because you could cough cute. <laughs> when you sneeze, that's the ugliest face you can pop. <laughs> you can whisper cute. That's your problem. You're too cute. Hey, wow. Wow. Hey, checking account. Hey, hey, marriage. Hey, kids. I just wish, Timmy, Timmy, stop. <laughs> the funniest thing is being in public with my mom with somebody kid acting up. <laughs> my mom be like, if I could just touch the him. I would change this family life. If I could just have five seconds with this child. Hey, Timmy, stop. God didn't tell them to whisper at the wall. God told them to shout at the wall. And I asked the book questions. I said, God, why did you want them to shout? He said, because in order to shout, you must be sure. He says, Travis, they weren't requesting for the wall to come down. They were commanding it to. And there's been some walls in your way. And the only reason it's still there because you've been too cute. You've been too polite. But the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence take about four. I don't need everybody. Give me 50 people that got some walls in your way that you're ready to shout out. God says it's time for you to command some things with no apologies. Be sure, be courageous, and be confident. Command the atmosphere to shift. Command disorder to come in alignment. Command your body to be healed. Command your circle to be free. Command your vision to be clear. Command breakthrough. Command overflow. Command it, command it, command it. I need some people in this room to shout like you got some walls in front of you that need to come down. I said, shout like you got some walls that need to come down. I'm not asking you. I'm not insisting it. I command you to break in Jesus' name. I will be healed in Jesus' name. I am above only and not beneath in Jesus' name. I am the lender, not the borrower in Jesus' name. My children will be saved in Jesus' name. My marriage will make it in Jesus' name. I command it. I command it. I command it. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Shake your neighbor and tell him to shout like you're no victim. Victory belongs to you.
enemy is afraid of your shout. And you spent too many seasons of your life being cute. <laughs> it's time for you to command what God has called to be yours. And God has called you out, Joshua. He crossed you over, Joshua. He cut you up, Joshua, because this is a symbol of what's about to happen in your life. If you've been called out, and if you've been crossed over, and if you've been cut in your previous season, that means there are some things in front of you that's about to crash. You didn't hear what I just said. There's some things in front of you that are about to fall. And here's what God told me to tell you, that whatever didn't break you, you're anointed to break through. What you overcome, what you overcome is a sign of the oil on your life. Man, you're anointed for it. You're anointed for it. Moses led them through water because he was delivered from water. Jesus was a carpenter. So when it came for him to purchase freedom, guess what he used? A wooden cross. Joshua led them through a wall because he was a brick maker. Your history equips you for your ministry. I came to tell you, you didn't go through that for nothing. Did you hear what I just said? You didn't go through that for nothing. The enemy owes you payback. Woo. For everything you went through. I was with the staff the other day, and I told him, man, I fly Delta a lot. And I looked at my Delta app, and I got a lot of miles, like a whole lot of miles, a whole lot of miles, a whole lot of miles. But I got all these miles because of the travel that I've already paid for. And the worst thing I could do is ignore the miles that I already got when they could buy me a free trip. And the problem is there's so many believers who paid through tears, through sorrow, through pain. You paid to birth what you got. And you ignore the mouth that you've accumulated. No, 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 no. Everything that I went through owes me. Did you hear what I just said? No, you missed it. Everything that I overcame, oh, I didn't cry those tears for nothing. It produced all in my life. I've been anointed to break things. Last point. Joshua 1, 2 says, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River. Crossover, 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 crossover. Do you know what the name Hebrew means? It means crossover. <laughs> so 500 years before Joshua, God calls a man named Abraham. Birth through him the nation of Hebrews. And the name literally means crossover. I was reading this again this week, and the Lord spoke to me. He says, now reread the verse, Travis. He says, what I was really telling Joshua when I told him now Moses is dead, prepare to cross over. He said, this is what I was saying. That now that the season has changed, get ready to do 
what you've been created for. He's talking to Hebrews. He's talking to people created to cross. Crossing over is not something you do. It's actually who you are. He said, Travis, tell them to quit apologizing for who they are. Deliverance is in your DNA. You've literally been created for change, for breakthrough. And yet, you keep dumping down your anointing because your potential make those around you who've settled uncomfortable. And you've been trying to be who everyone else wants you to be. God says your, your apology is no longer accepted. He did not make a mistake when he called you. And he did not make a mistake with your journey. With your, journey. your history has equipped you for your ministry. You're anointed for this. I just came to encourage you. You're anointed for this. What's in front of you? Did you know the wall was just waiting on them? <laughs> to do what they were created to do? What's in front of you is waiting for you to embrace your real identity. Quit dumbing down who you are and quit apologizing for the grace on your life. I want to pray for you right where you are. Everybody standing. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your people that you've called, you've qualified, you've anointed to be change agents in the world. Columbia is waiting on them. There's people watching all over the world. Canada. It's waiting on them. Africa is waiting on them. California is waiting on them to receive your word concerning them. And here's what the Lord says. Quit being timid. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Power, love, and a sound mind. Quit being timid. No more excuses. Quit apologizing. And rise up to be who God's called you to be. And when you rise up, God said, I'll always meet you. Here's a God who will never leave us nor forsake us. So, Father, right now in this moment as we worship you, I pray that where anxiety and fear once was, that like you did at Gilgal, you'll cut it. And you'll replace it with faith. Give us faith. Give us faith. Replace the whispers of the enemy with your truth. In Jesus' name. And we won't just whisper at the wall anymore. <laughs> we'll shout with courage. And with confidence, knowing that he who has begun a good work is faithful to complete it. And we give you praise in advance for what you're going to do and what you're already doing. Because we are standing in the middle of harvest. 
Come on, if you believe it and you receive it, give them a good praise. Come on, give them a good praise. Seen you move, you move the mountain, and I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way, and I believe I'll see. Come on, church singing. I've seen you move. Tell them you move the. There was no Hey Maybe you're here and you're far from the God we've been singing about and celebrating. Hey, he's here for you. And the Lord desires to bring you closer to him. I don't know your story, but he does. We do this every week and every week dozens of hands go up and receive him as a Lord and a savior. I'm counting to 3 and if you're in this room you're far from them, you know. You don't know where you would be if something was to happen to you, where you would spend eternity. This is a great opportunity to give them your heart. And say, God, I want to be yours. I belong to you. Hey, the biggest lie you can buy is that you can fix yourself. God created you to need him. He is the only one who can fix you. And he's here to do that now. We make it real easy at Forest City Church. I'm going to count to three. And if that's you, lift your hand. And we're going to pray for you right where you are not embarrass you. Just celebrate the work of the Holy Spirit. You ready? It's your moment. I want to be right with God. You ready? One, two, three. Lift that hand high. I want to be right with God. I see you. I see you. Come on, church. Celebrate. Hey, if there's a hand lifted around you, give them a hug. Tell them, welcome home. Welcome home. Come on. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, lift that hand up high if that's you. We're going to pray together. We're all going to pray together with you. This is your moment. It's your moment. It's your new birthday. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you got up so I don't have to stay down. I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. I am saved. I am different. I'm changed forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church. Clap your hands. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, if you prayed that prayer, there's information on the screen. All you have to do is go to the camera on your phone. Scan that code. It's so important that you do that. Our text uh, saved to that number is so important so that we can call and pray for you this week and let you know that God is on your side and you have a family. Please, please, please do that. That's our way of marking today as a significant day in your life. Do it now. Grab your phone. If somebody lifted a hand around you, tell them, get your phone out. Get your phone out. If you have an Android, it might take you a little longer. Um, <laughs> get your phone out. Scan that. Hey, man, if God did anything in your life, give him a good hand. Come on, clap your hands for Jesus. We're so excited. Hey, thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to commit your life to this Jesus that you've been hearing about, pray the simple prayer with me. God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you got up so that I don't have to stay down. Come into my heart. Change me forever from the inside out. I'm saved. I am different in Jesus' name.
Amen. Hey, if you prayed this prayer for the first time or even if you rededicated your life today, I'm so proud of you and you're not alone. Go now to forwardcity.tv slash brand new. We'd love to hear from you. Remember that in Christ, your past is gone. Your future is waiting. So move forward. Love you.